You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode 97. I was kind of barely scraping by myself and, and to kind of sit her down and, and kind of share kind of what needs to be done in regard to direct mail, but also most importantly, tithing as well. That's been, that has been paramount among every other thing we've done. And, and like you said, it's, it's amazing to have someone that's kind of by your side with that. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to another episode of Wholesaling Inc.'s podcast brought to you by Investor Grip. My name is Cody Hoffheim and I am super excited to be with you, Rhino Nation, today as we deliver yet another student of ours that is just absolutely crushing it. He is doing well. He's only been wholesaling for about six months. Today, we have Colin Farrell. He's married. No kids yet. The key word there. He's young. He's only 23 years young. And he has got into wholesaling and and just instantly has found great amounts of success. And we're going to deep dive some deals today. We're going to deep dive one that is on the way to closing. So it's a little bit of different background. Usually, we talk about deals that have already closed. But it has such a tremendous amount of gold nuggets on this one deal that each and every one of you need to make sure you are doing and implementing your business. So there's going to be plenty of gold nuggets. So if you're driving, pull over. If you can't pull over, I don't need you to pull out paper and pen. But if you are at a place you can pull out paper and pen, you pull that baby out and you get ready to write down some amazing gold nuggets that you can implement today. So Colin, my man, you've been doing deals. You've done three deals, one ready to close. You've done about $30,000 in. I love this. Fill in the gaps. Help us understand a little bit more about who you are and what got you into wholesaling. Awesome. Well, Cody, I appreciate you guys having me on the podcast. And man, this has been a, uh, a long time coming for me. So this is uh, it's pretty surreal. So man, my background, gosh, okay. <laughs> well, started off. Um, I did go to university, went to college for um, a little while, kind of bounced around from a few universities, kind of trying to find my way. I uh, was studying business and man, was not liking it. Gosh, I, I just was seeing the amount of money that was being spent for tuition and, and couldn't really see myself fit in the role of really any part of kind of where I was headed. So I uh, decided uh, about a year before graduation, I said, man, I'm going to just cut this thing loose and either I'm going to create my own business or get into real estate or find it, find some way to kind of provide a lifestyle for me. So anyway, that turned into commercial painting because I had some bills to pay. <laughs> uh, and I was also getting married. So I had just a, a few short months before getting married to my now wife. And I thought, man, I kind of need to make some money. So all day long, painting walls, uh, eight hours a day. Uh, but the beauty was pretty much the entire time I had my little headphones in and I was cranking out podcasts, whether it's bigger pockets or simple wholesaling, and had no idea what these guys were talking about. Uh, and then I stumbled on um, Wholesaling Inc. And also kind of was still kind of learning about, man, what is wholesaling? Like, what is assigning contracts? What does it mean to double close? I had no clue. But 
you know, step by step, I started to hear these interviews and I heard uh, you and Tom, of course, Mr. Bam himself. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> The guy dude. that is a bottled up thing of caffeine. You don't know when it's going to yeah. go off. <laughs> you just never know. That guy, you know. dude, I'll tell you what, he is awesome. I and still so, don't know when it's going to go off. Man, that's right. <laughs> the victory bell was clanging and I was, as I was uh, painting these walls and man, I was just encouraged. I, and I still kind of really was, was kind of trying to understand what wholesaling was, but all I knew was I wanted to be a part of the tribe. And, um, I just loved everything that y'all stood for, whether it was tithing or just, uh, kind of the people over profit sort of view. And so anyway, started my call with y'all and kind of heard um, what coaching was going to be like and immediately just dove in. And that kind of started my, my road with wholesaling. Man, I forgot one thing. And you just reminded me the y'all Guys, oh. this guy is from Amarillo, <laughs> Texas. Oh, I love it. Here, here's the funny part. I'm actually from New York. <laughs> oh, you just adopted the y'all because it just makes more sense. <laughs> I was impressionable, I guess. But um, man, it's a beautiful state. And so shout out to everyone from Texas, of course. But um, yeah, so man, that's kind of how I got started. And then uh, from there, it was kind of getting my wife on board. She is extremely supportive. And I think that's number one when it comes to business, man, is is having a, a wife or a spouse that just is 100% behind you in whatever you do, even if they don't uh, understand completely. And so my journey into wholesaling started with me just using my leftover money from you know commercial painting and then just immediately introducing that to direct mail, um, trying to field these phone calls when I got off work, and then um, having my wife come with me and her just kind of meeting with sellers and, and seeing how it goes. And, and before long, she was, uh, she was fully immersed with me. That is awesome. <laughs> and uh, that's, that was the best part, I think. Well, let's kind of hold up for one second because, Colin, sure. that is key. Like what you're saying right there is so huge. Like the, the value given. And I think so many of us just say, hey, I'm the breadwinner. I'm just told to go do something. I'll go do it. I'll make it happen. But the key to anyone's success, especially in a couple, in a relationship, and here you are newly married, it is key that your spouse is on board. I mean, that is so huge. And I can't tell you how many times I would have failed and maybe never would have been able to do what I what I have done and what I currently do in wholesaling if it wasn't for a supportive wife. Like I owe everything. Like I, I tell everyone, they're like, oh, how are you so successful? I'm like, I married someone that's like 50 million times better <laughs> than I will ever be. Like this guy, this, this, this lady puts up with everything. I, I love Wendy with all my heart. Cause she just really, she, she puts up with so much as entrepreneurs. And so it's so <laughs> crucial that each one of us really have that buy-in and whether you're married or not married, but you have buy-in that you surround yourself with people that are going to support you, build you up. And so if you're not married, it's okay. You've got the tribe on top of that. That's going to support you and build you up. (laughs) That's awesome. I think I really, I appreciate you sharing that. I don't know how many times, in fact, that might be the first time I've actually heard maybe take a second to really just help people understand how important it is that your spouse or whoever you're doing this business with, it's so important because I I seriously, I know just like you, Colin, I could not have done this without my wife. Like it's impossible. Sure. And I'll be honest too, at first, man, when you're, uh, when you're kind of scraping by month to month and man, I was not making, I was kind of barely scraping by myself and and to kind of sit her down and, and kind of share kind of what needs to be done in regard to direct mail, but also most importantly, tithing as well. That's been, that has been paramount among every other thing we've done. And, and like you said, it's, it's amazing to have someone that's kind of by your side with that. So husbands out there that are wanting to get into wholesaling and they're listening to this podcast with their wives, their wife's like, I just don't know. I plead with you, <laughs> get behind your husband. If he really wants to do this, support him. Wholesaling is yes. incredible. Support him yes. in this effort, no matter what he chooses. Whether he chooses wholesaling, whether he chooses engineering, whether he chooses commercial painting, 
be behind him, be supportive because his success is so much uh, uh, tied to the the support that's around him. So I love it. I love it. So Colin, let's kind of <laughs> go into it. Let's break down some deals here. Let's sure. talk about one. You've done three deals, which is very yes. impressive. And I we talked a little bit before this podcast started. You said, you know, it took a minute to get things going. What was some of the yeah. hiccups? I really want you to also share the failures as well. Like share yeah. some of the sticky points, the hard points when, when sure. you said it took me a while. What what was it that took you a while to get your first deal? Yeah. So for me, kind of the this this little buffer period of of not making a whole lot of progress was kind of the result of me jumping into the course. And then kind of piece by piece, trying to get through those modules, which were also incredible. Just their, their step-by-step action-oriented modules. Uh, but the, the part that kind of got me was right when we got to kind of the marketing piece. And before joining the tribe, I kind of knew that was a huge part of, of getting those deals is marketing and getting your face in front of sellers. But when the time came and I was kind of looking, looking at the checkbook and I was like, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm cutting it a little bit close. It was, it was hard for me to, to really kind of stick my neck out and, and put put the proper amount of marketing. So um, the first few months included us just kind of scrapping together kind of what we had. It wasn't a whole lot. And it included me missing a lot of leads that were coming in, not following up within 20 minutes, not sending everybody an offer. And so a lot of leads were falling through the crack. And it was it was kind of rough at first, but I knew kind of what needed to be done. And it was it was this progress, not perfection piece. And, and being okay with that, knowing that Starting off is not going to be perfect, but at least I have these actionable items to kind of point me. It was my compass. And so I knew as long as, as I continued on this path and, and continue to progress that before long, our first deal was going to come. And it was just a matter of time. Man, I can't tell you how many times uh, this podcast is going to be pushed on mute or like pause, rewind, <laughs> pause, rewind, pause, rewind. This is huge. Like I sure. love these struggles. They're real struggles. They're real struggles. It's like, I know what I need to do, but then it comes to that gut check moment. And you have so many gut check moments in wholesaling because it's like, gosh, dang it. Like these are, these are sacred funds. These are funds that I could be uh, hanging out with my wife. These are funds that could be paying off uh, my home or whatever it may be, but you've got to step into it and know that it's going to come back. You've got to have faith in the system that it's going to come back. You just got to go out there, put it out there, follow it step-by-step, but it's not easy. And I'm glad you painted the real picture. It's not easy. It's not just this easy, get rich quick. I don't want to ever paint that picture to any one of our listeners, but it is a proven system that if you will just follow it step by step, it will work. You just have to work. You got to trust it. And, and, and that gut check moment is going to hit you when you say, oh, I got to put a thousand dollars into this direct mail piece this month. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. And, <laughs> and I, I can kind of relate with you. I know this was a couple years back when I first did my first mailing, but that first mailing, I was just like, oh boy, if this doesn't come back, it's going to take a while to pay this one off. <laughs> but you just got to do it. It's that, that's it. So thank you for sharing that. So from there, you got your marketing in place. You finally yes. got into the place. You got going. <laughs> like, what was it? What pushed you over the edge to finally yeah. say, you know what, okay. I'm doing this? Yes. So I'll tell you what, I went to the Salt Lake Summit, which was honestly probably the one of the greatest things I've ever done just for personal development and just kind of uh, encouragement, man. It was, it was honestly like nothing I've ever experienced before, being a room full of almost 200 plus people that just have the same mindset of, of uh, just being a bunch of go-givers, just sharing everything they've done in their business. And uh, I talked to Tom right before I left and I kind of shared with him kind of what was going on and how I was still working. And 
Uh, one of the things Tom told me, there was, there was two things he told me. The first one was, brother, make sure you're tithing because you, you want to make sure your, biz, your business is uh, nice and blessed. <laughs> and then number two, he said, Colin, get really uncomfortable with your marketing. And that's when I decided, uh, yeah, let's, let's get uncomfortable, Lauren, and uh, let's start sending out some bigger pieces. And so we did. Oh, so huge. So second gold nugget, or actually fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, there's barely be a ton. <laughs> but one that I just wrote down for my, my second personally is the speed of implementation. You heard it, it resonated with you, and you did it. You didn't just take the, the action item from Tom and then not do it. You took it, you went home, you committed, you did it. And because of that, it led you to your first deal, second deal, third deal, because you took massive, imperfect action. You're going for that progress, not perfection. But ultimately, you asked for advice and you implemented super quick. I love that. Absolutely love it, Colin. (laughs) So let's deep dive. Let's get right into this. You've done three deals so far. It's closed. That's yes. $30,000 in. Who out there, Rhino Nation, who out there wouldn't want to make an additional $30,000 in over the next six months in wholesaling? And then he's got money coming in. I don't want to share this right now because that's part of the big story <laughs> going on. As Colin is laughing with me, I'm smiling. Let's get this going. Let's kind of deep dive. So you've got a deal that will close. We'll get to the future point of yeah. what that looks like bringing money in. But what specifically would you want about your message? Let's talk about uh, how you got it. What sure. was the marketing source? Uh, what was the communication with the individual? Uh, did it happen quickly? Did you have to follow up? Let's go through all of it step by step. Yeah, so we can kind of take a look. So Cody, I'll tell you the beauty of me getting my tax delinquent list was the tax assessor of our city was a lady I actually went to church with and knew really well. So I feel bad for some of the rhinos that are having to kind of charge forward and take these uh, these five introduction steps into that, you know, the, the city office trying to get their list. But um, there's there's obviously merit to doing that. But for me, it was really easy. It was a there's phone call and I asked, going to I asked for her by name. And, uh, and man, so, you know, the tax delinquent list and a few other lists were given to me pretty easily, which was, gosh, that was such a blessing. So First thing I did was just mail those suckers out. Um, I think we sent a few thousand pieces out, which for us was for us was pretty big, and started fielding these calls. So I was picking up the phone, talking to sellers, trying to find motivation, and uh, going on a ton of appointments. Uh, turns out most of those leads weren't the hottest, but um, just kept following up and following up. And sure enough, um, for my first list, about a month and a half later, I get a phone call. And it's from a seller. And he says, man, I got your postcard and I was sitting on it for a while and I'm kind of ready to sell. And I kind of brought him through the script and found his motivation and kind of found that bottom dollar and quickly went online and looked looked up the deal. And it turned out to be a smoking deal. So immediately went to his house, put it under contract and we set closing for the next week. Um, that was our first deal. After closing on that, we used private money. So we didn't assign the contract. We didn't do a double close. Uh, we closed on the property ourselves, put it on the MLS, and three days later, got an offer that was... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Before you even share this, you just went to the meat and potatoes. We got to share it. They're on like, they're barely sitting down at the table. The waitress just barely brought their water. We cannot go to the meat and potatoes yet. Hold on. So hold, sure. this, is, this is good stuff. And, and <laughs> here is my favorite part about this is I want each and every one of you that are in mailing, listening to this podcast right now, as you send direct mail, there's something key I want you to hear here. And that is he sent it out and a month 
and a half later, this individual reaches out to him, hey, I've been sitting on your mail piece. Here's what I want you to remember from this, from this conversation, from this podcast, and it's this. The people that hold on to the mail the longest are your absolute hottest leads. When I say this, I want to repeat it again. The ones that call you a month, two months, three months, four months after receiving the mail are absolutely your hottest leads. So if you've sent out a mail piece and your phone's ringing a month and a half later and you are taking three days to get back to them, you just lost it to Colin Farrell because if someone's (laughs) calling a month and a half later after he sends out mail piece, he is on that phone call in 20 minutes or less because he knows this is going to be a smoking hot lead. You go out there, you talk talk to him, listen how he said he really wasn't talking about the home. He never really says, oh, it's just an incredible, I loved it. It's a three-bedroom, two-bathroom. It had amazing travertine and my, my feet feel like it was kissed <laughs> by the Tuscan gods as I walked by it. Like, no, 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 no. He said, I quickly understood that there was motivation. I quickly understood that the price was going to work and I booked the appointment. I go out there. And as you talk to this individual, what was it? What lets you know, what was he saying that said, hey, that sounds like motivation. What was the yes. motivation key? Yeah. So Cody, this came off of an absentee owner list, meaning um, this out was a landlord. State. Okay. Um, oh, not yeah, even out so, of state. Was he in state or out of state? Just he didn't live in the home. Uh, he was, no, he was actually in state, but he, this this specific property was a rental property for him. Okay. And, and uh, what sounded yeah, got to, about this guy. Yeah. So once you kind of start, um, after a little bit of time, just kind of fielding these phone calls and talking to sellers, you can almost start to kind of hear it in their tone and in the, the, the choice words that they use, you can start to pinpoint where the motivation is at. So for this guy, um, he was using some words like, man, he's like, I've had this rental for a while and I'm just kind of sick of it and I'm just ready to retire. And I'm, I work for the fire department and me and my wife are ready to go on vacation. And he was using all of these words that I'm like, you know, the, the light bulb's going off. And I'm like, man, this guy's ready to sell. And uh, Sure enough, he was, and you know the the house wasn't in the best shape, but that's of course why we would get the properties at an extreme discount. <laughs> so we were able to put it under contract for about twenty thousand, and 20, we put puts it the home under contract. Yeah, and you said property, you did not, or you had, you actually wanted to buy this home. What made you want to buy this home? Yeah, so kind of starting off, we had a uh, we had our buyers list um, up and running, but nobody kind of really knew who we were, and not that they were maybe curious about what we were doing or maybe unsure of what we were doing. We just kind of wanted just to seal the deal and let's say, hey, let's close it ourselves. Um, let's kind of show the buyers that, you know, we're serious about it. And, and we're, uh, yeah, we just started in real estate, but we're going we're gonna to start closing and selling. <laughs> and, and so we just kind of wanted to make a name for ourselves, really. How fast did you uh, close on it from the time that you put it under contract again? Yeah. So our title company that we use was a referral for us from a bunch of other investors and they are quick. So we close in about I think uh, three days, we were able to close on that property. Awesome, which leads to another uh, solution of why people want to sell to investors is this guy's like, I want to retire, I want to get out of it. And you came in and not only did you offer convenience, but the speed, that's crucial. You closed the baby in three days and you said, did you use your own money or did you say you used transactional funding? We used some transactional funding for that. and. which of course, you know, um, there's, there's some merit to maybe doing wholetailing and maybe for other people, they might just want to strictly double close or maybe just assign. But for us, we knew there was, a, there was enough margin for us to be able to wholetail the property, meaning we're going to close on it and then put it on the MLS, put it on the market. Okay. 
So with that being said, you close on it. Did you have to fix anything up or you're like, no, as is. No. <laughs> well, Cody, I'll be honest. The, the tenants that were living in there, they had about six dogs. And uh, the dogs uh, treated the inside as their bathroom, as their home, as their sleeping place. And so you can kind of imagine what. Man, this uh, sounds like you're talking about my four kids in my house. (laughs) And uh, so, man, Cody, we just went inside. We took the carpeting out. There was actual beautiful hardwood flooring underneath, Uh which which was a benefit to us. Uh, Me and my wife put in some sweat equity. We pulled the carpeting out, pulled it to the alleyway and just chucked it in the dumpster. And then from right then and there, we just put it on the MLS and just waited three days and we got our buyer. It was pretty uh, pretty quick. Holy smoke. So you got this listed. What did you put on the MLS for when you listed it? Yeah, so we put it on the MLS for 40,000. 40,000. And uh-huh. did you get full price offer? We got a offer for 38,000 and this was our first deal. And we we may, it might've been a better idea for us to kind of wait it out a little bit longer, but I'll be honest, we kind of jumped the gun and we said, okay, first deal, I want it. (laughs) (laughs) You turned into a motivated seller yourself. (laughs) We did, we did. We sold it to the first buyer. And uh, like I said, we probably could have gotten more out of it, but that was all right. That was our first deal. And that one ends up being closing here. This is the one that's going to close the next little bit, right? Ah, well, this was, this was the first property. The one we have, it was kind of a, kind of a similar, uh, similar deal. Okay. So this one is one of multiple. So this one you put on the MLS yeah. and what did you make on that deal? End up making uh, uh, after yeah, everything? So after, after closing costs, I'm actually not 100% sure, but before closing, before commission, it was 16,000. But 16, um, of course you're paying 000. real estate commissions and some closing costs. You're going to accrue along the way of doing it that way. But it was still a nice little cushion for us. My man, you know what's coming. You hold on one sec. <laughs> Oh, I love victory it. Wheel. All right, so here yes. we go. Sixteen thousand, your first deal before some of the closing costs. Awesome, awesome stuff. And that was just right there. It only takes one. All of a sudden, you get the bug like no other, and you are ready to rock and roll, move forward. You've done two yeah. more deals. You got one in the hopper that's on the MLS, and is that one also ready to close? Is that one already got an offer in and all that fun stuff? Uh, this one's getting a lot of interest. This was only put on the market, gosh, just about a week and a half ago. So it's still pretty fresh. And uh, we're getting a lot of uh, a lot of showings and a lot of interest. And in so it shouldn't be too much longer before we sell this thing. So the same thing, you're just doing something a little bit different is take your time, get all the offers in, see how you can maximize this uh, this right. this deal. And ultimately, you did the same thing. You bought it, you turned around, yep. put it on the MLS, list it to the mass market. And is this something that you had to do much fix up or did you just leave it as is as well? No, Cody, this is uh, this is actually a little bit less work. We just kind of came in, we kind of cleaned the place up a little bit. It was actually serving as a rental. Um, and it wasn't some of your your lower end rentals. It's uh, it's kind of probably middle of the road. Um, so it didn't need a whole lot of cleanup. Uh, it was just a good working house. So we just kind of went in there and, and scrubbed some of the dirty baseboards and, and uh, stuck a sign in the yard. So... Not pretty, bad. Pretty What'd easy you, on that deal. What did you put that one under contract for? Sure. So originally we talked to, this was also from an absentee owner uh, mailing. We talked to the landlord. We met him. He was a great guy. Uh, we were trying to find the motivation. He was kind of just looking to sell and didn't want to deal with it anymore. So there was a little bit of motivation. He was asking roughly about $65,000 for it. We uh-huh. were not 
we were not in that ballpark. We were probably closer to 50, but I did give him an offer. I said, uh, you know, regardless, we're going to give you an offer. We did. And Cody, similar, similar experience. About a month later, I get a phone call from him and he says, brother, you know, I was thinking about it. And I think, I think we can do 50. So we wrote him up a new offer, put it under contract, and then we just listed it for 65,000. Holy smokes. (laughs) So key, my friend. Like, this is huge. Listeners, Rhino Nation, no lead left behind. So they're talking on the phone. He says an initial price, and he's like, oh, man, we can't do that. But I'll send you over an offer. If this ends up being something you can do in the future, reach out to us. We're here. Sends over the offer. The guy calls back a month, month and a half later says, yep, let's do this, move forward. The power is he didn't give up. Rhino Nation, listen to this. There's so many ways in this business to make money, to make sure that you're getting your message out there, to make sure you're putting homes under contract uh, consistently. And this is one of them. Make sure everyone gets an offer. He did that and payday's gonna come. And now he's got it on the MLS. It's gonna close here in the near future for anywhere from about 10 to 15,000 that you could make on this deal minus some closing costs. Does that sound right? Yeah, sounds about right. And actually we're, we're hoping to get a little bit over asking. So, cause the market's, it's in a pretty good spot here in, in, in town. So we're, we're looking forward to that, man. I absolutely love it. Another 10 to 15,000 that's coming your way. And then I am assuming with all the leads that you are getting, that you also have a great pipeline to do some follow-up with. Huge. Yeah. We're, we're just looking to service all these leads now. So it's a, we're excited. We just need to continue to follow up and, and put it put things under contract. My man, Colin, 23 years young and just showing people like a boss how to do it in Amarillo. <laughs> I love it. So let's, uh, let's deep dive just a second to help some of our listeners. There's a lot of people sure. that are new. There's some that are experienced. They're, they're all over the place, like all sure. over in, in, in experience level. But if you were to start over again and you're starting fresh, because I really want to connect with our new listeners that are trying to get into wholesaling that just don't know everything. They were once in Colin's place, didn't know what wholesaling was, but they might be listening to the podcast. What would you tell them if you had to start all over again? What would you do? No doubt, Cody. It's uh it's interesting to be able to kind of share this now, obviously being from that, you know, position at one point. But man, I would I would tell you if if you're thinking about you're wanting to create maybe some freedom of time or just some have have more financial freedom. Number one, I think wholesaling, uh, real estate in general is amazing. But I think wholesaling, there's just something special about being able to get deals at such a discount. And then then you can kind of figure out what you want to do. But if you're thinking about getting started, I would 100% um, get yourself a, a one-on-one coaching call with one of the guys at Investor Grit and just pick their brain. Uh, if you're interested in doing it, just ask them a ton of questions. They are a bunch of go-givers. They will share everything that they're going to share with you in the course they will they will let you know exactly what to expect but if you're if you're kind of on the verge and you're thinking about it I would just just jump in don't <laughs> don't think about it any longer and the only reason I say that is because I am kind of skeptical by nature and before I jump into anything I do a ton of research and I'm and I'm and I'm always thinking but um, where I'm at now I honestly never could have imagined the amount of money you can make. Not that that's everything, but that is surely awesome for me and my wife because we have a little bit more freedom now. But I would just tell you, jump in, get on a call, talk to one of the guys and, and see if it's right for you. And, and again, I would, not, I would not pursue telling you that if it wasn't the case for me. Love it. Absolutely love it. And thank you so much for your kind words. That's awesome. What about a book, Colin? Oh, if you were to give out a number one, like this is my number one yes. go-to, what is that going to be? <laughs> Cody, I, uh, I never started really kind of reading and diving into books until, gosh, just a few years ago. But it is like 
I, I read uh, just so much now. It's kind of ridiculous, but um, it is amazing. So gosh, I'll give you a few books if that's okay. Absolutely. Let's go with, okay. let's go with your favorite two. Okay. Favorite two, man. Number one is uh, got to be the Bible. And just because the amount of wisdom that's in that book is unreal. And I'll tell you what, a lot of these self-help books I read, funny enough, a lot of their content does come from the Bible, which is pretty cool. And uh, that book, more, <laughs> more than any other book, has changed the way I look at life, has changed the way I look at people, and has changed the way I look at business in like a huge, profound way. So I would definitely recommend just going through the Bible, man. Read the Word. It's incredible. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love and it. And then, man, coming in second, I will have to say, uh, Dale Carnegie has an incredible book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh, and it so was good. his journey through life on it. I'm learning how, uh, how do you communicate with people properly? How do, how do people tick? And then how do you communicate in alliance with how they tick? It's, uh, it's an incredible book. And if you have any kind of job where you're communicating with people and, you're, and uh, you're trying to develop relationships, I think his book is probably one of the best you could read. Love it, love it, love it. Two incredible books, inspired books. I love it. That I'm glad you shared that. Colin, my man, thank you so much for joining us today. I know there's so many people that are listening to this that you're giving them a, a second breath of, of air. You're giving them motivation, inspiration to go out there and take action. So I want to thank you from the bottom of our heart here at Wholesaling Inc. for getting on this podcast and sharing your story. Thank you, Cody, so much, brother. Okay, brother, you get right back to work. This is the coach side of me saying, get off this phone and you go, <laughs> and you go to work. And Absolutely, uh, man. <laughs> here's some good news, Rhino Nation. With that being said, those that are tribe members, we have the website up for our next live event. Colin, hint, hint, wink, wink. Ooh, you better get this baby going. This is... <laughs> January, and it is in Orlando. So go over to wholesalingsummit2018.com. That's wholesalingsummit2018.com and reserve your spot. If you're part of the tribe, you can join and log in. If you're not part of the tribe yet and you want us to help you to uh, explode your wholesaling business, go over to our website, wholesalinginc.com. That's wholesalinginc.com. And book a call with our team. You can go over there, play around with uh, the podcast tab, the testimonials tab to see what our students are doing nationwide. And then you can book a call with our team. And if we like what you have to say, we just might invite you to be part of the tribe where then you can go and get on that wholesalingsummit2018.com website and book your tickets to our live event, which is incredible, which Colin just talked about on ways that has changed his life for coming to the last live event that was in Salt Lake City. Until next time, Rhino Nation, take care and we'll see you on the other side. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.